Hello and welcome to another Preem Lap. I'm Jason Hammond. I'm here with Todd Norwood. Uh, welcome back. So t- today we're going to tackle another acronym here related to training. Uh, today we're going to do TSS, aka Training Stress Score, um, which I think is a, a fairly common one if you use any of the software out there to quantify your training. So Training Stress Score is trademarked by uh, Training Peaks, mm-hmm. or technically Peaksware LLC. But the, Strava has their own stress score. They call it something, their suffer score or something. And um, everybody who does analysis who doesn't use TSS will use some sort of score. And they all eh, very similar. We're, we're all trying to get at something, right? We're all trying to understand what is the relative load, what is the relative strain, stress on the body uh, that occurred from a given training session or a given ride. And then maybe over time, and I don't want to get too far ahead, uh, over time, sort of accumulate that and understand what it means uh, for your total training load. So my notes say it's an attempt to quantify the fatigue induced by a workout. The, yep. it's, it's a single number that tries to say, this is how tired you should be from this workout. Right. And the reference point is 100 TSS is a 40K time trial. And a 40K time trial is usually considered about an hour of effort. And if you're going to do a time trial, it's full gas. So it's at yep. FTP. That's right, at threshold. Right. So your, you know, 100 TSS is one hour at FTP. And so if you do an endurance ride, ends up being 250. It's the equivalent fatigue of two and a half hours at threshold or, you know, the equivalent of two and a half 40K time trials. Which sounds brutal. Yeah. And what's interesting is that's the amount of fatigue on your body. As in when you wake up the next day, this is how tired you should be as opposed to how much, how awful it is to do the event. That's right. And you know, it's, they reference, it's like, it's a good, they think of it as a sort of a good indicator to think about like how much glycogen depletion has occurred in the body, which, you know, okay, that's fair. Um, yeah, I think that's a that's pretty good unless you're doing a you know zone two right super um, long zone super two. fat burning something. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we should talk about how how do we get to this number? Um, so yes, and well, I'll read you off the equation and we'll see how we get to the uh, the reference value of being 100 for that hour long threshold effort. So the way it's calculated, um, there's a lot of a lot of factors here, but it's um, seconds times watts um, times the intensity factor which we talked about at a prior prem lap which is um, relative the effort relative to your ftp your normalized power versus ftp and then um, so that's one part of it and that that is divided by your ftp times 3600 so the number of seconds in an hour Um, and then that whole bit is multiplied by 100 and so that's how we arrive at your TSS. So it's, uh, right. So if you put in the default values of one hour at FTP, you get a hundred. I mean, that's the times a hundred at the end. Right. And if you, you know, if you did that, your intensity factor would be one. Um, your, the wattage would be the FTP, which is on either side, right? It's uh, the numerator and denominator of the first part. The seconds would be 3,600, and so those would cancel out, and you'd just be left with the intensity factor of 1, and then multiply it by 100. So what are the main factors in TSS that 
kind of differentiate it from you just saying how much time did I spend at threshold? Is it really the intensity factor is really the root or is, is it intensity factor and normalized power that are the, the basis of the equation? Well, so normalized power is baked into intensity factor, right? Okay. A, a certain amount. And so I think it's it's the watts and it's the intensity factor because those, those values sort of happen twice, if you will, right? So if you think about, you know, I spent one second at, you know, three times FTP, and then of course my my intensity factor is going to be you know higher. So as you as you do these things, uh, sort of intensity factor, and uh, like the intense the intense efforts um, almost get squared, and right? they're multiplied on themselves a little bit. So the more intense, you you will see a quadratic increase in the amount of fatigue. Yes, I which which I guess it, makes sense from a physiological standpoint. I think all of us will say. If you do VO2 max intervals, you don't have to do the same amount of time as an FTP interval to feel a lot more fatigue. Right. Or if you do sprint intervals, yeah. you, you, you're not, it's not a whole lot of time that you were doing that effort, but you can be pretty gassed after you've done it. So the big thing with TSS then is higher intensity efforts are weighted as larger numbers for less time. So yes. you could have like a threshold effort at 10 minutes, a VO2 max at five minutes, and they have the same amount of TSS because theoretically when you wake up the next morning, if you, your legs feel just as tired from both. Yep. And you, I mean, you can look at it from an energy standpoint as well, right? If you're putting out more Watts for a shorter period of time, you're using, you may be using more energy than that lower wattage for a longer period of time. Right. So from an energy perspective and from a, the way your body fatigues under different loads, this this number attempts to put all of that into one value. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, my personal opinion on this is it's it's hard to do this for everyone. There are some people who are normal responders who the TSS may be a really good quantifier for them. And then there are going to be outliers who don't respond the same way for, you know, our example of a threshold effort versus VO2 max effort. Some people respond better than others to VO2 max efforts, and they might be able to get up the next day and say, ah, you know, my legs feel pretty good. Other people, you know, poor responders to VO2 max will feel dead, you know, really dead legs the next day from that effort. So TSS, you have to take, you know, take it with a grain of salt of how do I personally respond relative to how the model predicts I should respond to that fatigue. So with, with that in mind, um, here are some guidelines from uh, Alan and Coggin as far as like what a TSS score and how that sort of correlates to your recovery. So their suggestions are for 150 or less, that's sort of a low intensity, and generally you're done recovering by the next day. Um, as you move up 150 to 300, so, you know, maybe some residual fatigue the next day, but complete recovery in the second day. Um, you know, a high would might be 350 to four or 300 to 450. Um, and that might be, you know, recovery still happening, residual fatigue in, in two days later. And then, you know, beyond 450, that's a really hard ride. Whatever you did to get or your, a really long ride. Yes. Or a really long ride. Um, and that, they said it's likely you may have residual fatigue for several days persisting if, beyond that. If and, you do 450 plus 500 plus you should be taking a couple days off yeah, at least that's a that's a brutal ride i mean that's yeah i'm trying to think about what my, some of my highest tss rides are and those are those are tough rides like even road races that i don't want to you know get up the next morning from are only three three twenty right 
So imagining something double that is uh, going to be really tough. So anyway, this is a pre-lapse, so we can't spend too much time pondering this. Uh, hopefully uh, we helped you understand TSS a bit better and uh, go ride your bike.